say, Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for, for today. Lord, I thank you for your presence. I thank you that you are so personable to us. Lord, that you, you draw us into your presence. And God, I'm so thankful for your presence um, in my life. I'm so thankful for your help in my life. I'm so thankful for your love in my life. Lord, I ask that you continue to, that you would speak through me today. Lord, I understand that, let the, let this not be my words, but let this, this be your words, Lord. God, I, I decrease right now. And Lord, I say, have your way. I exalt you. I exalt you. And I lift you up. And we are so excited to get to spend this time with you, this time away from the busyness and to be able to come together and to huddle together and serve you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Okay, ladies, so like I said, if, you, if you're if you just hopping on, I, I was just saying that I am, um, I'm at a baseball game and I'm in my husband's truck, hey Casey, and I'm trying really hard to not kill his battery. <laughs> so I'm just gonna get started. So a couple of weeks, uh, about a week and a half ago, um, I felt really strong in my spirit, the Lord take me to John chapter 21. And I just kind of want to give you a little uh, background of, of this story. Um, and then I'll, I'll read a little bit of it to you. So this is after Jesus has um, been crucified on the cross and he's been resurrected at this point. And this is going to be where this story picks up is this is going to be his third appearance to his disciples. So his disciples are out. Um, on on a body of water and they've been fishing all night and um they're not catching anything all of a sudden they hear a voice and it's jesus and he's telling them to cast their net on the right side of the boat and so they cast their net on the right side of the boat and um obviously they all of a sudden is is pulling in all this fish and then the Bible says that the dis, uh, one of the disciples hears the voice of the Lord and he goes and he tells the disciples, it is the Lord. So when um, Peter hears that it's God, he immediately jumps out of the boat to go and get to Jesus. Okay. And so at that point, his conversation kind of picks up with Jesus. Um, he invites him to, to come in and to sit down and to have breakfast with him. And this is the conversation that, that Simon Peter has with Jesus. And this is what it says. Forgive me, I can't see in this light very well. Okay, so I'm in verse 14, chapter John uh, chapter 21. So it says, this was the third time Jesus had appeared to his disciples since he had been raised from the dead. After breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, Peter replied, you know that I love you. Then feed my lambs, Jesus told him. Then Jesus repeated the question. Sorry, guys. Okay. Then Jesus repeated the question. I gotta find where I'm at. Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, Peter said, you know that I love you. Then take care of my sheep. Jesus said a third time he asked him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And then I want you to pay attention to this next verse because it says Peter was hurt that Jesus asked a question the third time. And he said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. And I don't think it's a coincidence that Jesus 
asks Peter three times, Peter, do you love me? Because earlier in chapter 18, before Jesus was crucified, three three times somebody came up to Simon Peter and they asked if he even knew Jesus and he denied him three times. So here Jesus is picking up and he's asking him, Peter, do you love me? Do you love me? And then before Jesus was ever even taken to the cross, he's sitting down and he's having a conversation with his, with his disciples. And this is in John chapter 13. And he had just, he had just told his disciples that there was going to be somebody among, among his disciples who would, who would betray him. And he's sitting there and he's talking to them and, and he begins telling them, begins kind of foreshadowing his death and how he was going to go to a place that they would not be able to follow him. And so I'm going to read this right here to you really quick. I'm going to read you the the conversation that Jesus had with Peter. Simon Peter asked, Lord, where are you going? And Jesus replied, you cannot go with me now, but you will follow me later. But why can't I come with you now, Lord? He asked, I am ready to die for you. And Jesus answered, and I almost kind of think of this response as a little bit, almost not sarcastic, but kind of because Jesus knows everything. He knows that Peter's going to deny him. And so Peter's saying, I'm ready to die for you, God. I'm willing to do anything for you. And Jesus answered, die for me. I tell you the truth, Peter, before the rooster crows tomorrow morning, you will deny me three times that you even know me. And here's what I want to say. Here's what I got from this. You know, sometimes we we say that we love God. But many of us are like Peter. And when it comes down to the choice between God and between us, we pick ourselves. And so I want to ask you this question. Are you in love with God to the expense of yourself? Does your love for God go beyond the love that you have for yourself? Because, you know, I think, I think Jesus knew that Peter loved him. I don't think he was asking him these questions because he thought he didn't think that he didn't love him. But maybe it was the fact that not that Peter didn't love Jesus, but maybe Peter didn't love Jesus enough. He didn't love Jesus enough to put God before himself, to put Jesus before his fears, to put Jesus before his desires, to put Jesus before his wants, to put Jesus before his needs. And if we were to ask ourselves and be truly honest with ourselves, because Peter got to experience a kind of relationship with Jesus that that we've not been able to experience. He was literally able to be physically present with Jesus. He was able to walk with Jesus. He was able to to see his miracles, to, to follow him. So if we think that we're too good, if we think that that we're too good to deny Jesus, Peter denied Jesus. So if we're honest with ourselves and we say, do I love God to the expense of myself? A lot of us, if we were to be truly honest, that answer would be no. You see, we may love God, but the kind of love that we exhibit is selfish. We tend to love God with stipulations and we tend to love God with conditions. We love him for his ability and what he can do for us. We love God when when we need to be saved and when, when we need to be rescued. 
We love God when we feel broken and we need somebody to just come in and pick up all the pieces. But our love is fueled by a desire to have all of our wants and our needs fulfilled. And here's the truth. We have fallen in love with God for what he can do, not for who he is. I want to give you this verse. It's in Matthew 22, chapter or chapter 22, verse 37. And Jesus is responding to someone and he's telling him the first and the greatest commandment. And it says, you must love the Lord with all your heart, all your soul and all your mind. This is the first greatest commandment. And I want you to notice here. There's no stipulations. There's no, oh, well, I'm going to love God with all my soul. I'm going to love God with all my heart. I'm going to love God with all my mind as long as he keeps blessing me. Oh, well, I'm going to love God with all that I have as long as he gives me a good life. Oh, well, I'm going to love God with all that I have as long as my finances are good, as long as my family is blessed, as long as I feel like it in the moment. And I'm going to, I'm going to bring something back from, there was a fight time that I did a couple, it was probably about a year ago and it was called, um, loving God versus lusting God and out lusting after God. And I want to give you this. I want to explain the difference between love and between lust. So lust is a strong desire that we feel it's based on our feelings. Okay. Lust is based on your feelings. It is a surface level type of love. Okay. It has no substance to it and it won't last. It is based solely on how you feel and guess what? Our feelings change and our feelings fade. It says, I will love you as long as X, Y, Z. I will long you as, lo as long as you do something for me. You pleasure me. You give me joy. You give me whatever. Lust is selfish and it seeks only to make yourself feel good. But love... Love is a choice. We choose to love. Love isn't a feeling. Yes, we can feel love. That is, that is part of love. But love goes beyond all feeling and all emotion. Love isn't selfish. It's sacrificial. It's about the one we choose to love and not about us. It is committed. It's choosing to love even when the emotion of love is absent. Even when you don't feel like it. Even when that person has hurt you so bad. You choose to love them anyways. Even when you're holding unforgiveness in your heart. You choose to love anyways. Love did not begin with us. It began with God. So the love that we give back to God is a reflection of the love that we received from him first. We love because God loved us first. 
And it's so important to understand that this is not the kind of love that we can produce on our own. So if our love is just a reflection of God's love, then in order to reflect something, then we have to be in line with what we are reflecting. I'm going to take you the example of a mirror. Okay, in order for a mirror to reflect my reflection, then I have to be standing in front of that mirror. I have to get myself in a line with that mirror. If I'm standing in front of a window, in order for that window to reflect my reflection, then I have to be in line with that window so it can see my reflection, so it can have something to reflect off of. Have you ever seen in, um, I'm sure you all have, um, on the the mirrors on the sides of your car. What does it say? It says objects in the mirror are closer than they appear. Falling in love with God requires you to be close to God, requires you to be in line with God because the only way that we are even capable of loving God the way that he has called us to love him is to be a reflection of him, is to be in line with him is to be in a close, tight-knit relationship with Him. God is calling us into a deeper love with Him, ladies. Not just to love Him, but to be totally and completely, madly in love with Him. But to fall in love, we have to be in alignment first. You know, the first time that I met my husband, we met in high school and um, I didn't love him the very first time that I saw him. Now, I thought he was super cute, super cute. And I really wanted to get to know him and I was completely infatuated by him. I thought he was just the greatest thing ever, but I could have let it stop there. I could have just if we would have just gone our separate ways and we would have just left it at at infatuation, it never would have developed into love. I do believe that some people you can fall in love with God the very first encounter that you have with him, but for others, it takes time. It takes developing and cultivating a relationship with God. It takes spending time with him. I had to spend time with my husband to fall in love with who he is. I had to go out on dates with him. I had to have alone time with him so that I could get to know him. It works the same way with God. To fall in love with God, you have got to get close to him. You have to get to know him. And um, my sweet friend, um, Abby Frank, she she posted a video, I don't know, I guess it was a couple weeks ago. And it was so good. She was talking about how she had heard a song And somewhere in that song, I don't even remember what the song was, but she was talking about how somewhere in that song, it was talking about how God is, is, is madly in love with us. And she was just talking about how, how his love is just so great for us. And I just kept thinking, you know, I understand that God's so madly in love with me, but I want to be madly in love with him too. I want to be so in love with God when you first start dating, you know, you're in that phase where, where you talk to each other all the time. And that person is, it, you think about them, the very, they're the first thing that you think about when you wake up. 
and they're the last thing that you think about whenever you fall asleep and you go to bed. And, and I remember being, when George and I were dating, where we, I just kept thinking, you know, I, I don't ever, I hate going to bed because that means I can't talk to him anymore. I hate going to sleep because I can't talk to him anymore because I can't spend time with him anymore. And that's how I want to be with God. God, I want to be so completely madly in love with you. I want to be, I want you to be the first thing that I, that you, that I think about whenever I wake up. I want to be so madly in love with God that I'm, I'm willing to go to the ends of the earth to satisfy him. I want to be so madly in love with God that I'm willing to sacrifice everything that I don't put myself before I put I don't put myself before God. You can't fall in love with somebody that you don't know. You can't fall in love with somebody that you don't understand, that you don't know the character of. You have to have a relationship with God. And God is calling us into such a deep love, such a real love, something that is not, that goes beyond religion. Let me tell you something about religion. Religion is all about obligation. You can serve God and you can devote your life. You can, you can look like the perfect Christian. You can do all the right things. You can attend church on Sundays. You can attend church on Wednesdays. You can read your Bible, but you can still have an absent, an absent love for God. I grew up in church and I'm so thankful for, for the teaching that I was brought up on, I'm so thankful for being able to, to hear the truth because I know not every, I just know that I have to do this, but there is such freedom when you get beyond the religion, the religion, it keeps you from God, but a relationship draws you into God. It frees you to allow you to love God the way that you were created to love him. So I just want to say, God, pour your spirit out on us. God, pour your love out on us. God, I want to be madly in love with you. God, I want to become close to you. Draw me in so close. I don't want any space separating us. And here's what I want to say, ladies. It's not God's job to make you love him. It is your job to come into a relationship with him, to sacrifice the time, to make the space, to make the room so that you can develop a relationship with him. I love y'all so much. I'm just so excited because it's time. It is time for us to be madly in love with our creator with our savior with our friend with our father he is calling you into that love right now i love y'all so much and i'm praying that you begin whether you watch this now whether you watch this later i just pray god right now lord that these ladies be would be able to feel your love that the hardened hearts would become softened. 
Lord, and they would be able to experience you now in a way that they have never been able to experience you before. Lord, we decide, we are going to make the sacrifice. We're going to get to know you. We are going to follow you no matter what it takes. I love you all, and I will see y'all next time. Thank you for um, putting up for me in this. Uh, thanks for putting up for putting up with me today, and um, I will see y'all next time. Love you. Well, if I can end the video, maybe.